What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matt. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I am joined by two very special guests, uh, Renee Saltness and Nina Steigoff from the Quinnipiac women's hockey team joins the podcast today. However, before we get to their interviews, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow our social media accounts on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at College Hockey Talk. Also, follow our Spotify page and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot to me. Uh, like I mentioned before, we have two guests today from the Quinnipiac women's hockey team. Uh, the timestamps for their interviews will be in the description below. I had a great conversation with both of them, and I'm really excited to share their interviews today. Um, also, i like to apologize for not addressing this last week, but we will not be doing podcasts on a day-to-day basis or like on a Monday through Friday basis. Just I've been very busy with school and other stuff going on that I don't have enough time uh, to record episodes for Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and Thursdays and Fridays. So the podcast will be more two times a week instead of five times a week, just to let you guys know. However, let's not waste any more time. Here's the first interview. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Quinnipiac freshman Nina Steigoff. Welcome to the podcast, Nina, and how's everything going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Now, obviously, this year's college hockey season was very different compared to other seasons in the past. What were some of the challenges you had to experience, and how did you overcome some of those challenges? Uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot more challenges this year, just with starting so late, um, not having as long of a season as we typically would in the year but um, still being grateful to play because there were some people who didn't get a season and that's really unfortunate for the Ivy League. So they're taking it out of our conference, which is sad. And we really would have loved to play them, but we're grateful for the opportunity to get to play. And it was a lot of fun playing against St. Lawrence, Colgate and Clarkson. Um, they're great competition. Uh, some other challenges were we couldn't do as many team activities, things like that. Uh, we had to stick to our clouders. So sophomore, freshman, social distance, everything like that. But uh, with such a great program as the one that our coaches, staff, and everyone has created, it's just, it's a great team atmosphere, no matter what stage you're at, no matter where you are. And I had a great year. I love the girls. I love the coaches. I love everyone who's a part of the program. Yeah. And I want to start off talking about the ECAC playoffs. You were just in, you lost to Colgate. Talk about that game and what did you take away from it? Uh, yeah. Colgate brings it every time. They're a great team, very offensive. Um, we're a great team too. We always battled against them and it'll continue to be a battle every single game that we play. Um, it, yeah, it was tough to lose, but everything's a learning experience. So now we're in spring training and we're ready to not forget about what happened, but kind of learn from it and move on to our next season. And I think it'll be great with the girls that we have and just the atmosphere that we create. And uh, we take a lot of pride in our process and our success and the little things. And I think that all adds up in the end. So it should be it should be good. Now, thinking back to last year, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey compared to high school? Um, the speed is definitely uh, one other thing. Uh, girls are just faster, bigger, stronger. Everything is heightened at this level, that's for sure. Um, some things that you could get away with in high school, you can't necessarily get away with at the college level. 
and um, definitely everyone has their own style that they bring and that's really awesome and I really like that a lot about college hockey because everyone brings their own style to play and it gives you the opportunity to work with people that you wouldn't normally work with because we're all from different areas so yeah I would definitely say speed is the biggest thing. Now what's it like to play under coach Turner and how has she helped your hockey development since she is one of the best college hockey coaches in college hockey? Yeah she's an outstanding coach um saying that she's one of the best is kind of an understatement for her uh she just she I've never met someone more passionate about what they do and um it's really nice having a coach it's refreshing having a coach who just celebrates literally every little good thing on the ice um we pride ourselves in the details and being hard to play against and everything we do looks for um, improving ourselves and our teammates and that's one of the biggest things she's a great coach I learn from her every day every practice everything and I'm looking forward to developing with her as we go forward now thinking back to the playoffs how was playoff hockey different from regular season hockey from your own experience um playoff hockey is just a different atmosphere everyone knows what's on the line and everyone's willing to put it down for you know each other and not just yourself because you work so hard throughout the year it's um when everyone kind of comes alive and is ready to play for each other and work for what we want um sometimes that falls for you and sometimes that doesn't but um yeah, as long it's just everyone's ready to work. Um, everything's on the line because your season could potentially be over. So it's just um, kind of like a high-risk, high-stake thing, and everyone knows that, and it's ready to play when it comes time. Now, your team had a really good freshman class this year. Talk about the impact that your class had on the team, especially uh, with players like Kendall Cooper, Sophie Urban, and Maddie Samoskevich, and how important was your impact to the team, in your opinion? Yeah, for sure. Um, all the freshman class bring a different um, detailed aspect to the game. Uh, Coops is really good at making stretch passes. Urban's one of the hardest workers I've ever met. Samo is also one of the hardest workers I've ever met. She's great in the defensive zone. Um, even Olivia Mobley, Katie Boudiette, and Kate Villeneuve. Um, we all have a different style of play, which I think contributes to our overall freshman class success. And we all just play for one another. We enjoy what we do, and we're always looking forward to the next day to get better. Now, was it what was it like not playing without any fans, and uh, was that an adjustment for yourself? Um, yeah, it's definitely hard not being able to see your parents, friends, family in the stands. Um, it's upsetting, but at the end of the day, when personally when I'm on the ice, I'm not really looking at other people. Um, I'm kind of focused on what I have to do and what I have to do to play well and just enjoying the game that I love. Um, so it is a big change, but an adjustable one for sure. Now, how did you deal with all of the schedule changes that happened to your schedule this season, and what was the key for maintaining flexibility? Um, just knowing that our coaching staff does everything they can to make sure that we get games in and we work hard and we have practice times. They worked so hard this year to make sure everything could happen. So it was kind of, um, you know, at the beginning of the year, we didn't know if we would be playing games. We didn't know what was happening. So then to get some games, it was like refreshing, and it was really nice to just be able to play in general because a lot of like I said before, a lot of other girls didn't get to play, and that's really unfortunate, and that's a season loss. But we still had one, and we I think we took advantage of every opportunity we had to play. And, yeah, so we – also our team is just um, – it's kind of hard to describe the atmosphere that's created here at Quinnipiac, but it's one of the best ones, and it's one of the best teams I've ever been a part of because everyone's there for each other no matter what, and you can count on every single player on the team. 
Now, three and three overtime was also introduced to college hockey this year. What was that like for yourself being more of an offensive player and having more space on the ice to create offensive opportunities for your teammates and for yourself? Yeah, definitely having a lot more time and space on the ice is um, it's a lot more fun for a player like me, uh, just because I do like my time and space. But uh, this year we went into overtime and I think it took two shifts for um, T-House and Mobes to get a goal on for us. So I think every player enjoys having a lot more time and space when um, the puck is in your favor. But since we do have great details in our defensive zone, um, defense isn't something that we're too worried about, I would say. Yeah, and um, how did you prepare for this upcoming season in the offseason with so much uncertainty around it and with so much gyms being closed and having less ice time for many people as well? Yeah, for sure. I definitely had to, um, our trainer, Coach B, he's a great, he's one of the best I've ever been a part of too. Um, he sent us things to do every single day. We had workouts sent to us at home workouts that were beneficial and would get us better at the end of the day. Um, we also had team challenges. So we met over Zoom once a week and we had to see who could do the most burpees, random things like that. Um, this is one of the most competitive teams I've ever been a part of. And that's really a great thing because I love to compete. Everyone likes to compete because you not only compete for yourself, but you compete to make the girl next to you better. And that's just one of the best things about this program and everything. Um, we take a lot of pride in our process and we celebrate the little successes. And I think that's what overall makes us a great team. Now, I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career. You're from Oakdale, Minnesota. How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Yeah, um, growing up in Minnesota, pond hockey and just random pickup games are definitely a big part of my life. Um, I have two older sisters who both played hockey. We played for the same high school team. Um, but they went, they took the academic route and I took the athletic route, but along with academics, obviously. But um, I just had a natural born talent for it. And I just, I love competing and I love playing games and I love everything about the sport. So I just started to really dive into the process, train hard, work hard, you know, skate until I couldn't skate anymore, stuff like that. But um, I definitely fell in love with the game because of the players I was around and my family for sure. Who was your favorite player growing up? Uh, Hannah Brandt. Um, she actually coached my high school team my senior year. Uh, I grew up watching her. She played for Hill Murray. And I just loved how she played. I loved how she skated. I loved everything about her. She went on to be the captain of the Gopher team, won two national championships and a gold medal. So she was a great role model and just a great person off the ice, too. She had the biggest smile, and she was always there to help and work hard. And I loved watching her. She was also a goal scorer, so that was fun to watch her score throughout the years. Definitely, and like you were just talking about before Quinnipiac, you played for Hill Murray School. What was your experience like there overall? Yeah, it was great. Um, I had the opportunity my freshman year to play with my sister, so that was an experience unlike any other. Um, and they, it's a great program over there. They also take a lot of pride in what they do, and uh, I got coached by Coach Schaff, and uh, he's done now, but he really – started the program up from nothing and made it into something and um it was just I had a great overall experience there I would go back in a heartbeat and play for them any day. Now how did playing for Hill Murray help prepare you for college hockey today? Um Hill Murray produces a lot of division one athletes and I played with people who went to Wisconsin, BU, Merrimack, a bunch of variety of colleges and just them bringing different skills and different aspects of their play and getting to practice against them every day, it definitely helped grow my game for the better and uh, showed me like what I had to do to be a D1 athlete as well. 
Now, what was your favorite memory of your high school hockey days? Um, my freshman year, definitely uh, playing with my sister and going to the state tournament and then ending my senior year playing at the state tournament. And it was just a great group of girls and it was a good way to go out. Now, what's it like being a player in the Minnesota high school hockey scene and just the atmosphere you experience every day? Because from being from the East Coast, it's something that some people might not understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, playing in Minnesota is an experience unlike any other. Um, everyone cares so much about hockey because it is the state sport. And um, every there's every age group comes to different games and everyone looks forward to the state tournament. Um, everyone knows what it is. Uh, and the fans are just great there. It's a great atmosphere. And when it comes to section final time, uh, girls hockey gets some pretty good fans and a good crowd in. So that's nerve-wracking, but also exciting to be a part of. Now, you also played for the Minnesota Whitecaps as well. How did you get the opportunity to play there, and what was your experience like there overall? Uh, yeah, so I came into the – I played for the Minnesota Blades up until my eighth grade year, and then um, Winnie wrote, asked uh, if I'd like to play for the Whitecaps. So I went over there, and I started practicing with a guy called Keith Jungles, and he had um, these summer practices, and we would practice three times um, a week. And then we would get prepared for Naha. So I basically came into the group, um, worked hard, made my spot known, and then I just kind of stuck with it. Uh, they kept all the O2 birth years together. So I played with the same girls for four years. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I started to get into it. But Winnie's a great person, great coach, great everything. And um, yeah, it was awesome to be able to play under her supervision. Now talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose Quinnipiac and when did Quinnipiac come on your radar? Um, so my eighth grade year, a girl named Kenzie Prater was committed to Quinnipiac. So that's where I first heard of it. Um, I started talking to them after my eighth grade year, I think, going into freshman year is when um, they reached out to me and that's when the whole thing kind of like started. I think it was midway through freshman year. I started to actually talk to them and communicate with them more um and then after Naha is going into my sophomore year is when I committed but um they were great the whole time they I think the thing I loved was when they would came and see me play they would tell me what I did well and what I needed to work on and as a coach um Cass I, I loved her energy I loved her will to win I loved everything about her and I loved the campus the program um so yeah that's the main reason I came here was definitely for Cass and how great of a coach she is. Now, what was the biggest improvement you've made to your game since last year? Um, definitely my defensive zone. Um, I've never really been a defensive zone player, but uh, coming into this program, I definitely learned how defense helps generate offense and how important it is. So I learned my position and I had to learn it well. And I think that has really helped me in my overall success so far. Now, has it been an adjustment being far away from home for the first time? Uh, yeah, it's definitely an adjustment um, flying all the way out to the East Coast. But I think I have a great support system at home and a great support system here. So coming in, um, all of us freshmen just really clicked. And we've always been there. I've met some of my lifelong friends through this program. And we're all just there for each other at all times. And it's really something special to be a part of. But um, the adjustment wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, <laughs> it's actually quite awesome that I haven't really been homesick at all because of like the outstanding people that are here just supporting me all the way through. Now talk about what it's like to play in the ECAC and just the competition you face every night because it's obviously one of the best conferences in college hockey. 
yeah, I definitely think the ECAC is one of the best conferences in college hockey. Um, every team brings something different, and you know every game is going to be a battle. I haven't had got the opportunity to play the Ivy League yet, but just from what I heard that every game's a battle, nothing's given in the ECAC. Uh, it can always go one of two ways, and you got to get ready to compete, play hard, and play for the girl next to you. And um, every game is just fun, and it's a competition, and every team is great in the ECAC for sure. I want to ask you about some of the teammates you get to play with. The first one is Maddie Samoskevich. What's she What's she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice? Yeah, she is one of the. She's a great human. I love Maddie. Um, I grew up playing against her. Not grew up, but uh, in high school we played against Shattuck of St. Mary's quite a bit, and uh, she was just great then. She's great now. She's one of the hardest workers I know. She's always working on and off the ice. Uh, after practice, she'll stay out there and just shoot. Uh, the little details like that, you know, she always goes to the last rep. Um, she brings great energy, definitely a great addition to the team. Um, her personality is awesome. She's always bubbly, happy, and she'll always be there no matter what. Um, and I think since she works so hard off the ice, it definitely shows on the ice, and that's why she's one of the top defensemen I've ever played against. You also get to play with Sophie Urban. What's she like as a teammate, both on and off the ice as well? Yeah, I played with Sophie um, all throughout high school. Uh, she was actually, when I first came over to be a Whitecap, she was one of the nicest people ever to me. Um, we really bonded and clicked, and then we became friends ever since then. So when she committed here, I was thrilled. Um, she's a great person. She's also one of the hardest workers I've ever met in my life. She's always did morning skills. Um, she was always, you know, extra stuff on the ice. Uh, weight room just brings in energy not like any other. She's always there to, like, bring you up and you're down, and she definitely adds something else to the team well um everyone brings something that is just extraordinary to the team and it's much needed and uh yeah Sophie's definitely a great addition as well now the final teammate I want to ask you about is Kendall Cooper what's she like as a teammate both on and off the ice and just talk about the contribution she's made to your team overall this year yeah Coops is an outstanding player one of the best defensemen I think I've ever uh gotten the opportunity to play with uh her decision-making and her ability just to see open players and everything is outstanding. Um, as a forward, it's really nice to have a defenseman that can hit you up the wall and you know the pass is going to get there. Um, she's actually my roommate, and um, she's one of the greatest humans I've ever met. Uh, she's nice, giving, and she works super hard, and everything that she's accomplished so far is definitely well-deserved, and you can just see it through her play. She has such composure on the ice, and you know when she has the puck, something great is about to happen. So, Now, what should be done to help grow women's hockey, in your opinion? Um, I, there's, I feel like everyone's making great steps toward um, making women's hockey more out there, and it's definitely not just a one simple thing we can do. It's a community just building it up and making, making it great because it definitely needs more recognition, and I think we're doing a lot of steps to get it there, but obviously it's not perfect nothing's perfect but I definitely love the steps that women's ice hockey is taking there's professional teams there's all-star games um I've gotten to train with like Maddie Rooney and just the impact she's made on everyone and she's a great human too I love her um yeah but players like that definitely paved the way for younger players and I think it's becoming more and more of an active sport within the youth and more girls are wanting to play which I think is awesome now, what advice would you give younger players trying to pursue a Division One college hockey scholarship? Yeah, I would definitely say just to work hard no matter what. That's kind of generic, and I feel like everyone says it, but 
um, little details do matter. I started to learn that as I got older and to really, if you're good at something, stick with it, work at it and kind of perfect it. So if you're a good shooter, keep shooting every day. You know, you should always work on everything and be an all around athlete, but really focus in on what you're good at and make sure you bring that to the ice because you know, everyone's a great player at this level and there's only so many things you can do to differentiate yourself. And if you have a good shot, make it known. If you're fast, make it known. So random things like that. If you're composed, make it known. And what should I do better as an interviewer to improve and make this podcast better? Um, This has been great. I thought you did a great job. Um, questions were very detailed and I liked it. Yeah, you did good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is there any shout outs you'd like to give to any of your teammates or family members? Um, just uh, all of Quinnipiac as a whole, the the community here is great and I love it here. Um, I would definitely recommend visiting and seeing if you could play on this team because it's nothing like any other. Well, thank you so much, Nina, for coming on. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure getting the chance to meet with you and stay safe and good luck for the rest of this season. I know you're going to do great things and you're one of the most underappreciated players, in my opinion, in college hockey. So I just wanted to let you know that. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. Have a great day. You too. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a member of the Quinnipiac women's hockey team, Renee Saltness. Welcome to the podcast, Renee, and how's everything going? Not too bad. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And obviously, this year's college hockey season was very different compared to other seasons you've experienced. Uh, What were some of the challenges you had to experience, and how did you overcome some of those challenges? Yeah, um, this year was definitely unique, um, especially um, here at Quinnipiac. We usually start training for our next season in the springtime, so it was definitely weird not coming back to campus um, after spring break. And then also um, a big part of our training um, happens in July and August, so not being able to come out and train um, in the summer was definitely different, a different experience. Um, and then leading into the fall too, usually we have, um, we didn't, we didn't have the opportunity to have any games actually in the fall. So it was definitely, uh, definitely different, but it was grateful to be able to, um, have a few games, uh, in the second half there. Yeah. And, uh, how did you prepare for this upcoming season in the off season with so much uncertainty around it and with so much challenges that most players had to face with gyms being closed and less ice time as well? Yeah, I definitely uh, had to think outside the box. Um, I think my team did a really good job of utilizing zoom. I know, um, it was used a lot in school, so it was kind of, kind of getting sick of it, but, um, yeah, so I, we, we tried to do a lot of Zoom workouts. Um, we're lucky to have such a good uh, strength and conditioning coach who gave us like a bunch of different resources for how to like maintain our strength, not using weights. Um, so yeah, I'd say mainly like utilizing technology and then trying to get outside when I can. Yeah, and uh, I want to start off this podcast by talk, talking about the ECAC playoffs you just played in. Uh, you lost to Colgate. Talk about that game and what did you take away from it overall? Yeah, um, so it was definitely unique this year not having that best of three series, but it did kind of feel like we got that experience since we did play them the weekend before, um, and we did split that series. So we were we were pretty confident coming into um, the playoff game. Um, fortunately, we didn't come out on the winning side, but um, yeah, I think we gave it our all, and unfortunately the result wasn't the way we wanted it to be, but yeah. Um, Still was grateful to be able to play this year. 
Is it a different feeling playing in those single elimination playoff games versus a best of three series? Um, yeah, I'd say so. You kind of have that safety net when you're not uh, playing single elimination, which is nice. Um, but it didn't, it didn't feel different. I think maybe just like this year being so different kind of changed that feeling. But um, yeah, I'd say it was definitely different than the first three years. Now in the ECAC, you only only four teams played in the conference this year. Was it weird just playing three different teams? And was that an adjustment for yourself? Because checking out your schedule, you played some teams six or seven times, and then you played other teams like Clarkson only twice. Yeah, it was definitely weird. But since we didn't have a lot of games, it really didn't feel like we played them a ton, to be honest. I think we only played – we went to Colgate one time away. Um earlier in the season and then we they came and played two games um, at home and then we played them for playoffs that was probably the most we played team besides St. Lawrence we played them three games in a row Um, yeah so I think we were all just so grateful to be able to play in general so it didn't feel like like we were playing them so many times I know other conferences like um, Sacred Hearts Conference they only had LIU so those two teams were playing each other all the time so I mean, even though we had four teams, it's still we're so lucky to be able to play. Yeah, definitely. And obviously the Ivy League schools weren't playing in the conference this year as well. Did you feel their absence in any sort of way? And was it weird not playing those Ivy League schools? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I think it's a, Yale being so close is a big rivalry for us. Um, so it's always fun to play them. And we always um, host the Nutmeg Classic, so we get the opportunity to play them. And then I'd say... Uh, Cornell and Princeton we played Princeton last year in playoffs and they're always a really tough team and then Cornell as well they're usually at the top of the conference so I'd say it's definitely it was different not playing them um, it was still competitive but those Ivy League teams bring a lot of compete yeah and you also had to deal with a lot of schedule changes throughout the season how did you try to f- maintain flexibility throughout this season with so many changes and postponements that happened to your schedule Yeah, I think we, early on in the season, it was definitely odd not playing any games um, in the first half. So we really tried to like um, increase our mental toughness just by preparing for any situation that happened. And that really came into play the second half when things started to feel like normal again. And then um, we were supposed to play St. Lawrence and then we weren't able to play them that weekend. So it was definitely, definitely um, disappointing. But I think all that mental preparation kind of didn't phase us and we still were able to compete and practice that weekend like we were playing a real team. And 3-3 three three overtime was also introduced to college hockey this year. What was that like for yourself being kind of an offensive defenseman and having more space on the ice to create chances for your teammates and score goals? Yeah, um, we we tried to practice 3-3 three three a lot in practice since that was something that was new this year. Um, I can't remember how many times we did end up playing three on three this year. I know we did have one OT um, win, um, but it's definitely, definitely taught me to be like patient with the puck and not to get rid of it. Otherwise we're going to have turnovers. So just to be patient um, carrying the puck and then um, just like improving my defensive skills just by like staying with my player, man on man, et cetera. Yeah, something, talking to other college hockey players throughout the country, something they told me about 3 and 3 overtime was you have to stay more defensively minded than offensively minded in those situations because if you make one little defensive mistake, it can cause an odd man rush. 
Is that something you notice playing in three and three overtime? And how important is that defensive mindset you must have? I definitely felt that. And I'm glad I felt that more in practice, like making mistakes in practice kind of made us more prepared in games because there were times where sometimes you, you feel like you, you look up ice and there's not as many players there. You think, Oh, like I, I should take the space and, um, automatically think offensively um, but it's definitely very important to um, have that defensive mind up uh, forefront there. Now being a senior you're obviously one of the leaders of your team uh, what type of leadership did you want to bring this year's Quinnipiac team and are you more of a vocal or lead by example type of player? Um, I'd say combination I've always been pretty um, dominant and trying to lead by example, but I, I think being a senior makes you more comfortable being um, using your voice. Um, yeah, so I'd say primarily lead by example and then vocal when I need to be. Now your team had one of the best freshman classes in the country this year. Talk about the impact of your that your freshman made to your team and how important was their impact uh, throughout the season? Yeah, that class brought a lot to the team this year, especially given COVID this year, I think coming in as a freshman during this year was definitely something that was not easy for anyone. Um, and uh, I think each of them played a unique yet like important role on our team this year, which is unlike a lot of, a lot of classes you can say. Um, we were, we had a um, strong, they, they brought strong, um, they brought strong, um, support to both our offense and defense. I was trying to say that. Um, we had Kendall Cooper and um, Maddie Sam Samo. Um, she, they both brought a lot to our defense. And then we had Olivia Mobley, who um, was um, Miss Hockey in Minnesota. That's where I'm from, which is a really big deal in Minnesota. So I'd say they really brought a lot to the, brought to the table. How did you try to help their transition into college hockey this year? Because this is a year that you've never experienced before and the rest of your upperclassmen also never experienced this type of situation. Yeah, I think we just really tried to reach out to them as much as possible. Because I, I mean, I can't imagine what my freshman year would have looked like if it was like this. We were fortunate to be able to come out and train in the summer and that really helps make everyone comfortable going into the season. So I think just as a senior class, like reach out to them as much as possible and then kind of be unique and think of all the things we can do with COVID, like outside team bonding. Um, so yeah, just really be that support system for them. Now, I wanna start off talking about the beginning of your hockey career. Uh, you're from Rochester, Minnesota. How did you start playing hockey and falling in love with the sport? Yeah, I I started pretty young. Um, I my big brother played hockey, so I I'd always go to his games, and um, I think that's really where I first wanted to start playing. Um, so then I kind of got involved with with the girls' teams. We had like girls' city league, and then then I started to join traveling hockey. And then once I started um, to get older, it kind of um, became more serious and then I, I joined high school hockey at eighth grade um, and then I started to get involved more with um, like tra uh, hockey um, like in the cities we call it um, so I would often drive hour or two during a weeknight just to go up and train with um, other other Minnesota um, high school teams um, just because um, it was very competitive competitive up closer to like Edina and um, 
other cities in Minnesota. So I think that was a big uh, stepping stone for me, being able to um, train against uh, those athletes up in the Twin Cities. Yeah, and who was your favorite player growing up, and what part of their game did you admire the most? Um, I would say one of my teammates um, in high school. We were very close. We um, always would travel together um, up to the cities, and we just kind of had that same um, same goal in mind of playing Division One hockey. Um, her name is Rebecca Freiberger, and she ended up uh, playing at Ohio State. She's one year older than me and graduated last year, so... I definitely say I look up to her and um, it was awesome to be able to share that high school experience with her um, as well as traveling to the cities to play more competitive hockey. Now before Quinnipiac you played for your high school in Rochester. Uh, what was your high school hockey experience like? Um, it was unique. Um, I was part of a conference that was pretty small um, but it, I mean it's always cool to be able to play for your hometown um, no matter the compete level so um, yeah, it was definitely a good experience. Yeah, and what is the Minnesota high school hockey scene like, and what's it like being a player in that atmosphere? Because I've seen the YouTube clips of the state tournament, and being from the East Coast, it's something that's hard to comprehend if you're not in that uh, type of setting. Yeah, I think the state tournament is a really big part of Minnesota, and it's always it's always cool to be a part of whether you're playing or even just watching. Um, fortunately, my team never had the opportunity to go and make it to state. We have a um, pretty competitive um, conference to be able to make it to um, state. But um, yeah, I think that's something that's very unique to Minnesota and um, something that all Minnesotans love to be a part of. Now, what was your favorite memory in high school hockey? Um, I think just playing with the people I grew up with. It's it, like college hockey is unique because you meet new people and you're, you're playing with like the best of the best. But it's it's always nice to play with your childhood friends, even if their goal is not to play like super competitive hockey. So I think just playing close to home and like especially now that I play college hockey here at Quinnipiac, which is very far from Minnesota. So being able to play so close to home was very special. Now, how did playing high school hockey help prepare you for college hockey with Quinnipiac? Sorry, can you repeat the question? Oh, how did playing high school hockey um, in Minnesota help prepare you for college hockey with Quinnipiac? Yeah, I think I, I played a big role on my um, high school team. Um, I, I was kind of in a position where I had to score a lot of the goals. So I think taking on that responsibility and like learning how to score um, in different situations, like I feel like I had, I had a lot of breakaways in high school. So like learning how to finish on my chances um, definitely prepared me um, for this year and just the last couple of years, especially this year, like practice, we would practice shootouts all the time um, due to the like rule changes with three and three overtime and then potentially to have a shootout, even though that never end up, ended up happening. But yeah, I'd say that. Now talk about your recruiting process and what made you want to go to Quinnipiac? Yeah. Um, so I, I committed here pretty late. Um, I, once I toured here, I just, I, I, I was always set on going somewhere closer to home, but then when I came out and visited and I just, I don't know, I just fell in love right when I um, toured the campus. So that was kind of set for me. Like, I think specifically the rink is just such a nice uh, facility. So I think all the people at Quinnipiac are all, all so nice. And I think that really um, stuck with me. So. 
Now, what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey? Was it the speed of the game or was it kind of the mental side of the game, making quicker decisions with the puck, or was it going against players that were four years older than you were when you were a freshman at the time? Um, it's a good question. I think a little combination of all of it. Um, I think just um, biggest thing was just playing with some of the best of the best. You kind of like – I haven't been super exposed to that. So I think um, trying to get on their level, like especially as a freshman was the biggest adjustment and just learning all the systems. I feel like high school hockey was more um, less structured and kind of play your own game. Um, but coming into college hockey, it's very structured, it's very detailed. So I think just like learning the systems and then, so maybe more mental, that m- mental aspect of it. Now, this past year, you made a lot of improvements to your game as well as your team. Uh, what did you guys do during the season to make those improvements? And what did you do work on during the offseason to help your game improve as well? Yeah, I think this year especially is super unique. We had a like, even though we didn't have games, it didn't change the way we practiced. And I think we had a lot more time to practice and prepare for games in the future. So I think just taking every practice seriously, focusing on how we play our game so that when we did have a game, we would be um, ready to go. Um, yeah, I think just really um, utilizing our time um, to the best of our ability. Um, and then personally, just training at home, I think just trying to be creative. And like, I think this is a good time, like COVID was a good time for people to make excuses like, oh, I can just stay inside because COVID's happening and stuff. But I think it was even um, on the opposite side of it, if you look that way, it just it's, it was a ton of time for me to be able to focus on myself. Um, yeah, so I, I think just utilizing my time to the best of my ability. Now, doing research on your team, in your junior season, you got to play in Northern Ireland. Uh, what was that experience like for you, and what was the coolest thing you got to do when you were down there? Yeah, that was definitely a special experience. Um, I, I think that was one of the top highlights of my four years, just because it was awesome to be able to go overseas with your team. Um, I think playing at the Belfast rink was um, specifically awesome um, and just being able to like travel around. We got lucky that it happened before COVID. Um, I know our men's team was supposed to go out during the fall and they weren't able to go. So I think just being able to play overseas and then just um, I think one specific thing that stuck with me is we visited a place called Giants Causeway and it was just very pretty. So that was one of my favorite parts. Now, last year, you also won the Nutmeg Classic, which you were just mentioning earlier in the podcast. What was it like to finally win that in-season tournament, and how did that help your team for the rest of that season? Yeah, um, we love playing in the Nutmeg. It's especially fun because it's like playing all the teams in Connecticut, and then we always have one guest um, in it. And I think it was cool to be able to play a team from the WCHA um, especially, and that I, re- I recall that game being super fun. Um, we played Duluth, um, but yeah, that it's it's always fun for us to be able to compete for a trophy. Now you also played Princeton in the playoffs in your junior year. Talk about that series and just how competitive it was. And did you learn anything from that series that helped you for your senior year? Because there was one game that went into double overtime, I believe. Yeah, that was a really fun series. I still remember it, can recall everything from it. But um, um, I think 
especially with Princeton, Quinnipiac is a big rival. Um, and in my my years here, we hadn't beaten them to that point. Every single time we played them, they've won. So um, I think being able to win that second game in overtime was very special, um, especially first game. I think they came out and had a few goals right away, and it was it was definitely threw us off a little bit. But being able to um, like mentally adjust from that first game and be able to come out and win in the second game was um, very, very exciting. Yeah, and what's it like to play in the ECAC and just the competition you play every night? Because it's obviously one of the best conferences in women's college hockey and in college hockey in general. Yeah, um, we have a very competitive uh, conference, especially with all the Ivy Leagues there. Um, I think playing non-conference games compared to conference games, the conference games are always the ones we're most excited for because they're so competitive and it's fun to play fun to play the same teams, um, multiple opportunities. So, yeah. And how have you balanced academics and hockey at such a high level? And what's the key to that? Um, especially this last year and this year have been particularly difficult because I'm, I'm, almost pretty much full-time occupational therapy so it's definitely been challenging but I think um, we're so driven um, athletically that it pushes us to be our best the best versions of ourselves in the classroom too so it's you know because hockey takes up so much time during the day like we just have to get our um, academics done too so has it been weird doing classes online for the past year um, yeah, I think it's almost become normal now. Um, fortunately, all my classes are pretty much in person this year. Um, so I've been lucky with that. Um, but I think it's kind of become part of the norm now for everyone. So it was definitely, definitely weird in the springtime, I think, being at home and having to get on Zoom, especially when it was an hour difference, too, um, was difficult. But now, now it's just kind of part of the norm now. Yeah, definitely. And we're now in the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I ask you some non-hockey questions. My first non-hockey question to you is what music do you like to listen to before a game and what is your go-to artist? Um, I tend, I uh, used to um, just listen on my phone, but I love to listen just what's ever playing um, on our uh, stereo. Um, I, I wouldn't say I have a go-to. I really like the song Legend. I I don't remember. I think the scores maybe it's five, but I really like that song. That was one of our songs last year. Um, I wouldn't say I have a go-to artist before games because I'm a big country fan, so I don't tend. I probably don't like to listen to country before the game, so no preference. Now, who controls the ox in the locker room? Um, it's usually different every year. We always have one person who kind of takes over. So this year was Alexa Hoskins. She's a sophomore. Um, yeah, she had some good tunes this year. Now, what is the biggest pet peeve that you have? Just in general? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I'm like low-key kind of a germaphobe, but not, not like, not like overly. So I think just like, maybe like if people are close to me and they're coughing, I kind of just like, don't like that. Like I'm a big, like cover your mouth, like stuff like that. Just that's probably it. Definitely, especially during this time, during COVID, yeah. like everyone is like wearing a mask and you have to be ultra cautious. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? That's a good question. Um, I think it'd be cool to 
have lunch with someone from the NHL, maybe just because big hockey fan and they're famous too. So I don't know, maybe Alex Ovechkin. I don't know. Now, what is your favorite outdoor activity? Um, I love rollerblading. Um, I'd probably say rollerblading. Now, who is the funniest on the team? Um, not to be biased, but I would say myself. Um, but also Gabby Vitelli is very funny. She's from Connecticut. Now, who has the best style on the team besides yourself? <laughs> um, definitely Olivia Connigson. She's from Stillwater, Minnesota, and she's a senior. Now, now, back to some hockey questions. Now, my first one to you is what should be done to help grow women's hockey? Um, I think, like, especially now with what just happened with, like, the NWHL, I think just, like, making it more of a priority. It's kind of hard. Um, I think just giving us the respect that we deserve. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard. Hard question. Now, what advice would you give younger players trying to pursue a Division One college hockey scholarship? Yeah. Um, I think just keep working hard. I know a lot of it's luck too, you know, like their whole recruiting process. It's not always about ability. I think you see some good players who end up playing um, Division Three, who who definitely could play at the Division One level, but just uh, didn't get scooped up by a Division One team. Um, so I think just keep working hard, focus on what you can control, um, and yeah, that's kind of all you can do. Just focus on what you can control. Now you are a senior this year. What are some of your plans uh, for next year, and does that involve hockey in any sort of way? Yeah, I'm actually pursuing my master's here at Quinnipiac for occupational therapy, and the goal is to play hockey next year as long as it works out with uh, with my academics. It's going to be pretty pretty um, dense next year, so I, I'm hoping to make it work. Well, that's good to hear. And is there any shout-outs you'd like to give to any of your family members, teammates, or friends before we let you go? Yeah, I'll give a I'll give a shout out to my family, and then I'll give a shout out to Abby Ives. She's one of my good friends. She played at Quinnipiac. Was the goalie. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Renee. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure getting the chance to meet and talk with you today. Stay safe and good luck for the rest of the season. And you're one of my favorite players to watch. It was awesome to have you on. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. It means a lot to me. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and follow our Spotify account and subscribe to our Apple podcast page and leave a rating and review. Like I said before, doing these things really helps our podcast grow, and I really appreciate it if you did those things. I'll see you guys on Friday with another episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye.
just have to know. Just have to know. 